The Reds front office cannot swing and miss on the opportunity that is right in front of them. What that opportunity is and how they can hit it out of the park will be the focus of today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, who is out today. He'll be back tomorrow as we wrap up game one of the Dodgers series and look ahead to a very challenging week of baseball for this Cincinnati Reds side. I have been a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan, and this is my fourth season now podcasting daily about the Cincinnati Reds. I've turned an addiction into information for you. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about trades. We're going to talk about the Reds trading away players. I know it's probably not the best thing, but I've got a reason for it because this is a situation that the front office dug their own grave. Okay, not grave, but they dug themselves into this hole. They now have to dig themselves out. And of course, this is a front office that Hasn't been very good at that in the past, but I've got some solutions and I've got some thoughts that we are going to dig into on today's podcast, but we have to start with why the Reds are in this predicament. You might know the Reds decided that this offseason they were going to prioritize a lower payroll over winning. The Reds let go of Wade Miley, Tucker Barnhart, and they let Nick Castellanos walk in free agency and got nothing in return. Let's not kid ourselves. As much as I'd love to see Nick Quintana really just start playing well and put himself into the equation of the future of this team, the one guy when those three players left, Tucker Barnhart traded to the Detroit Tigers for Nick Quintana. I, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing Quintana return anything in the way of major league value. So, yes, that's nothing. Plus, they also got rid of Amir Garrett, Jesse Winker, and Eugenio Suarez with a return that the verdict is still out on. I know that there are some people who kind of like the Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez deal. And yes, you can start to point to the production that those players that have left the Reds this year and, and what they're doing on their new teams and the fact that really the only one who's actually playing very well and the only one that statistically the Reds would really miss is Eugenio Suarez. But I would rather have all of those guys back on the team. I just would. So when you look at this and the fact that they traded uh, Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez for Brandon Williamson, who there's a lot of people who like him and, and say that he could be even on the roster for the major league side this season. I still have heard a lot of reports out of the minors that it seems as though things have taken a step back. I, I'm not sure what all that entails, but the velocity's down, but his numbers seem okay. But there's a lot of things when you're talking about the development of a prospect. Statistics aren't that big a deal. It's more about the tools. It's more about how he develops his mechanics and things like that. So, with Williamson, I'm a little worried. With Justin Dunn, another guy from the Mariners trade, I'm a little bit worried. He's coming back from an injury, and he's progressing. I believe he's starting a throwing program here soon, but we won't see him till probably August at this point, and that's when we will begin to evaluate him. And then Jake Fraley is currently on the IL, and if I'm honest about his ceiling, I'm looking at like a Scott Shebler type guy. 
Now, Connor Phillips has a really good shot to be something special, but he's in Dayton. It's going to be a few years before we can see him in the major leagues, and he's got to get that command down a little bit. He still has problems walking people. So the verdict is out on these trades. And then, of course, you got Mike Miner because uh, he was one of those guys that the Reds then spent the money that they saved. They spent him on Mike Miner. They spent it on Donovan Solano, and they spent it on Tommy Pham. And now the Reds might be able to turn Tommy Pham into an interesting trade chip, but the personality quirks of one Tommy Pham, I wonder if that's done something to his trade value because, and Steve has said this before, a team that is looking to win in the playoffs will overlook certain things. Yeah. That's true, but I don't think a front office will. And I don't think a front office is going to offer, you know, top trade value for Tommy Pham right now. So I think that the Reds are looking at taking not necessarily a loss, but they're probably not getting the kind of trade return that they would want with Tommy Pham. So got to wonder about the front office and how they move this offseason because they cut payroll, they added payroll, the payroll that they added. I mean, and Donovan Solano is hopefully coming back in this Dodger series and we'll begin to see what he can bring to the team. But it really felt like there was just one day that the Reds woke up and said, oh my gosh, we cut too much payroll. We got to add money. But again, they added money. And by the time they decided that, there was a lot of players off the open market It was very hard to make a trade for somebody that was going to be replacing the value of a Winker or a Castellanos or a Suarez. And then here we are stuck with this team that then injuries piled up and the front office really didn't offer much in way of a response to all of those injuries, except for, well, let's see who we can call up. Now, it worked in some cases when you're looking at Graham Ashcraft and getting to see Nick Lodolo with different pitching injuries. And then you had an interesting uh, development when they went and got Brandon jury there at the end of spring training. And he has really turned himself into some trade value. But I, I, I look at this and I say the front office has really messed up to this point. They have failed the reds miserably. And that is why the reds are currently tied for the least amount of wins in major league baseball. They, they're with the Royals and the A's. And I don't know about you, but if you saw the news on the A's this offseason, they were actively trying to be this bad. The Reds, on the other hand, were telling us straight with straight faces, looking straight into the camera, we are competing in 2022. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you just saw, <clears throat> I just made a face. Try to audibly make a face. Yeah, I think you could hear that. I don't know. Anyway, that... that It's not happening. It wasn't happening then. It's not happening certainly now. So don't get it twisted. The Reds need to sell. They need to sell. They need to sell. Sell. They have got to be opportunistic about this. They've got to be looking at teams like the Mets, teams like the Dodgers, teams like the Yankees, teams that know they're competing and they're looking for an edge here or there. Maybe you look at the Padres who Manny Machado might not... might not go on the injured list with an ankle, a sprained left ankle that they were really worried for a moment. He had like fractured his ankle, but he might not go on the injured list, but they're looking for all the help they can get. Brandon Drury be a great dude out there. And you look at some pitching help. They can never have enough pitching in that division. When you're going up against the Giants and the Dodgers, Nick Crawl, 
needs to be a good salesman. I don't know that that's anything that he has done since he took over the general manager position of this team, but he has got to take advantage of this opportunity. They've got to sell. And you know what? There are some obvious moves and some not so obvious moves that the Reds need to make. The obvious move that you need to make for your next car part, though, is go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com will help you save time and money by checking out all of the parts for your car. All of the parts. I'm talking brake pads, tail lights, talking seat upholstery. If you want to put new carpet in your car, if you need something big, like I don't know, like a carburetor or something, they've got that at rockauto.com and they've got reliably low prices. If you go to the store down the street, you're going to get marked up. You're probably going to see a 30, maybe even a 50, maybe even, God forbid, a 100% markup. Plus, prices everywhere are crazy. Rock Auto is trying to help with that. Check him out today, rockauto.com. And when you're in that checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff and your pal Steve from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. Rockauto.com can also deliver the part right to your door. So you don't have to worry about getting the part home or getting it to your mechanic who's going to help you. Or if you're going to install it yourself, they're going to deliver it right to your door fast, easy, and simple. Check it out today, rockauto.com. And when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. Rock Auto has all of the parts that your car will ever need. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. I tell you what, when you look at the NBA draft, one live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel, every single team is going live. On NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on Draft Night. Locked On has you covered with all things NBA like no other network can. Also, make sure that you're following Locked On Reds on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Uh, make sure that you check out because this was a great interview. Steve got the chance to talk to Cam Miller, friend of the podcast. He's been on before, talks a lot about history. He works with the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum quite a bit, but he's also a filmmaker, and he's made this beautiful film about Riverfront Stadium. It's called Riverfront Remembered, and we actually have the first three minutes, the prologue of that movie, exclusively right here on Lockdown Reds. I think he shared it too, but this was a great chat that Steve had with Cam. And you'll get to see the prologue as well. Check that out. That's only on the Locked On Reds YouTube channel. And speaking of Locked On Reds, tomorrow, Steve and I will go over some keys to the Reds and Dodgers series that's coming up. And they don't necessarily include winning because let's be honest, as bad as the Reds played against the Brewers, whatever kind of success they're going to have against the Dodgers might come as a little bit of a surprise. Steve and I will dive into those and recap the latest installment of the Tyler Malley show as he pitches tonight against Tony Gonsolin. All right, let's dive back into this. So the Reds should sell. The Reds should sell. They should go all in on the selling mode, something they have not done. This is a thing that we wish they would do in many different ways. When we talked about 2020 and 2021, there were obvious holes that the front office needed to go all in and address, and they didn't go all in. Now. It seems pretty obvious that they need to sell. They need to trade some folks. Pretty much everybody who's not going to be key contributors to this team in 2024. 
and they've got to go all in on this. They've got to sell, which means they've got to trade Luis Castillo as much as it will pain me to see that happen. And that sticker staying up the rest of the year. I don't care if he gets traded, staying up the rest of the season. Now, I might have to figure out some things in the offseason, but Luis Castillo staying on the wall for the rest of the year. But they need to trade him. They need to trade Tyler Malley. Both of these guys have a whole nother year of control next year. And Luis Castillo through arbitration will probably make around 10 million. Uh, Tyler Malley's probably going to make around 8 million next year. You trade both those guys because that follows along with the whole raise mantra, right? You trade them with an extra year of control. They look far more enticing to would be trade partners and therefore you get a better return for them. You don't wait until the last minute. You don't wait till they're hurt. You don't wait till there's nothing left in the tank and then try to trade them for whatever random dude in single A that nobody's ever heard of. They'll give you. That's not what you do here. You go right now while the going's good. Luis Castillo and Tyler Mount. Another guy. We've talked about this. This is going to come as no surprise. Trade Brandon Drury. Don't, don't, don't get attached. Us fans can get attached. That's what we fans do. We get attached. We love guys. We love seeing Brandon Drury in a Reds uniform mashing dingers. We love seeing things like, hey, he's going to break his career record for most dingers in a season before the All-Star break. That's great. That means that the Reds should be actively looking for what kind of return they can get for him. And we keep repeating it here, Steve and I. I think Steve actually came up with this, but I've really been running with it ever since he did because I loved it. Dan Straley. Dan Straley became Luis Castillo. If the Reds had gotten enthralled with Dan Straley, then what would they have had? Because he really didn't pitch that much better for the Marlins, and then he ended up in Korea. And it was great for his personal career and things like that, but it was really great for the Reds that they understood what happened at the time, that Dan Straley was pitching well, and that he was an asset. Because sometimes players can turn into future players that turn into better future success for your team. They also need to trade Tommy Pham. Um, I kind of mentioned this earlier. I'm not sure what that value is. I, I, I think that he's played fine. He's not played terribly or poorly on the field. It's been all the off the field stuff that kind of makes you wonder. And I mean, if I'm an opposing team and I get a call from Nick Crawl saying, hey, I got Tommy Pham right here for you. What are you thinking? Well, first of all, I'm thinking, is he playing fantasy football this year? I don't know, but I, I think he can help somebody in a pennant race. So the Reds should look and see what they can get for him. In fact, you know what? Trade anyone who's not Tyler Stevenson, Hunter Green, Jonathan India, Nick Lodolo, or Graham Ashcraft. And I think I'd put Alexis Diaz on that list as well. I, lo- I love Alexis Diaz, and I want to see what more he has because he has pitched really well so far this season out of the bullpen for a bullpen that has not pitched really well. It's pitched really terrible. So I think that his future is bright. And I also think, and this was something we'll get into here in just a moment, because the Reds need to look at trading for starting pitchers. And they need to look at trading for outfielders when it comes to their focus, because this is the point now. We, we talk about the MLB draft and adding prospects to your organization. You don't necessarily want to look at specific positions of need. You want to just take what's best available. This isn't a situation, though, where you just take whoever's top prospect on a guy's team without regards to position or, uh, you know, wh- what he where he fits in with you, because the Reds have great out or great infield prospects coming up. 
They've got Ellie De La Cruz. They've got Matt McClain. They've got Jose Torres, who is an amazing glove. His bat, we'll have to see, but he's an amazing glove. You've got Jose Barrero, who we're looking to see here in a little bit, and hopefully he can show what he has. Maybe he moves to the outfield. I don't know. Maybe you move Matt McClain to the outfield. There's a lot of interesting question marks in there, but you've got a lot of talent that's coming up in the infield. Your biggest question marks are in the outfield. Sure, you've got Reese Hines and you've got Austin Hendrick, but those guys have shown question marks. As much I, I love Reese Hines, but he's got to figure out the strikeouts. He's striking out a lot down date. And that's date. He's still got Chad Nuga and Louisville to work through and figure out how pitchers figure him out. How's that going to work? And he also and, and Hendrick is a guy that seems to have fallen off the face of the earth so far as what people are expecting of him. I don't necessarily know what that means, but I know it's not good. If you're a guy that is supposed to be something for this team in the future, people should be talking about you because we didn't stop talking about Hunter Green while he was coming up through the minors. But Hunter Green's special. That's that's very obvious. But also, and, and Michael Ciani, as much as I want him to pan out, there's still question marks with him. So go get some outfielders. And go get some starting pitchers because guess what? Not everybody's going to be a starting pitcher. We have learned that over the last however many years. Basically, as long as I've been watching baseball, you hear about a guy who's coming up through the double A, coming up through the triple A. Hey, he's going to be a great starting pitcher. And then all of a sudden he's in the bullpen one year after his major league debut. It happens all the time. But you see those guys flourish. Tony Santion is the most recent dude who comes to mind. I mean, and you've even got veterans like Jeff Hoffman, guys who have been around for a while and they tried their hand at starting for a while and they end in the bullpen. That's fine. I think that they should really focus on that. But the, the idea here is trade everyone who doesn't have a high probability to deliver for this team in 2024 because 2024 is the year that they're going to be better. 2024 is the year that we have kind of earmarked and said, this is when expectations can happen again. Because Lord knows if you got expectations for this team to do anything right now, even win 74 games, probably going to be disappointing. So with that in mind, you're not just trading away guys and not getting anything back. We've learned that that's a bad idea, even though regular site should have seen that. So who are a few names the Reds should look at? Glad you asked. I'll answer after we look at the answer to a healthy snack, which is Built Bar. Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got amazing flavors going on. I just got an email the other day that Mud Pie Puff Bars are almost gone. You got to check them out. These are Oreo Puffs. I mean, come on. Do I need to say more? Okay, I'll say more. 16 grams of protein. You've got four grams of sugar. That's right. Something Oreo has low sugar, high protein, calories, about 130 calories. This snack fits into every diet. If you're talking about paleo, keto, all the O's, all that great stuff. Or if you're just like me and you're trying to make sure you don't go crazy with everything you eat, but you're not really limiting yourself on what that stuff is. You just want to portion control. That helps out as well. Built Bar fits into every diet because their macros are amazing and they're all made with 100% real chocolate. Plus, they've got the brand new granola bars as well. That's right. Built does granola bars now. Check those out today. 
Built's got a lot of great solutions to help you win at your diet because the number one problem with diets are they tell you not to eat that good sweet stuff. Well, this is going to tickle your sweet tooth without breaking the diet. Go to built.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order of Built Bar. That's built.com. And the promo code is LOCKED15. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two F's. You can follow me, like the screen says, at Jeff Carr with three F's. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds with mm, no F's. Also, make sure you're following us on YouTube. All right, so the Reds need to trade everybody. You know, who's not going to be here in 2024 and delivering at a high capacity. And, and, and that includes, and I didn't mention this, but... Honestly, if you can present Joey Votto with a scenario that works and, th- and there is a emotional, irrational side of my fan heart that does not want to see this happen, but the objective side of my fandom is saying if they can get something for him, if they can work something out and he agrees to it, they should explore that. But yes, trade everybody who's not slated to be a big contributor in 2024. Now, the key is, who are you getting back? Because we're not doing this whole thing where they waive big contracts to division rivals. We're not doing this whole thing where they trade established players for literal minor league depth. Not even guys who are slated to make it to the major leagues. Don't want any of that. And I said outfielders and starting pitchers. So let's look at some outfielders. Robert Hassel comes to mind. Robert Hassel III for the San Diego Padres. He is a jack of all trades, at least according to some of the, you know, scouting grades and stuff like that. He's a jack of all trades, but really a master of none. But he's a low risk prospect. We talk about that with Nick Lodolo. He's got a pretty high floor. So you know what you're getting with Robert Hassel. For the most part, you know that you're getting a solid outfielder. He could surprise you. They said that the biggest question mark with him is his power, but he is a guy that the Reds should look at. Andy Pages from the Dodgers is one here. And and you'll notice a pattern. I'm looking at guys. I'm looking at guys on teams who are looking to buy right now who are looking for that edge the national league is going to be a dogfight between the dodgers and the mets it really is and 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 we talked with dominic catroni of lockdown brewers yesterday about the brewers chances the brewers are in this although when i'm looking at the reds making trades i really don't want them to make trades in division as much as they can possibly help it so I'm looking at Dodgers. I'm looking at Mets. The Padres do have a shot to catch up with it. I mean, they're only a half game back right now, and they're doing that all without Fernando Tatis. But look at Andy Pages from the Dodgers. He is a powerful hitter. He's got that power. Just needs to rein in the Ks a little bit, a little bit like Reese Hines, but not quite as bad. But he's a good middle of the order, middle of the lineup potential outfielder. Look at that dude. Look at Jason Dominguez from the Yankees. Fangraph says the Zion Williamson of baseball sold. That's all I need to know. Go get that dude right now. You want they got Hunter green. Who's the the LeBron James of baseball. So go get Zion Williamson. And then the reds are winning the NBA finals. (laughs) 
That, that was a dumb joke. Uh, or, you know, if the Reds think that they can move both Matt McClain and either Jose Barrera or Ellie De La Cruz to the outfield successfully, then go after Mark Vientos from the Mets. He's a third base, first base type dude. His glove isn't very good, but his bat is amazing. His bat has been compared to his future teammate, if he doesn't get traded, Pete Alonso. I love Pete Alonso. Go get yourself somebody who's compared to Pete Alonso yesterday. And, and, and that's if they really believe that they can move Barrero, McLean, or Ellie De La Cruz. Two of those three guys, if they can move them to the outfield, and one of those three guys is a solid shortstop. And, you know, I mean, it's still likely that one of those three guys just doesn't pan out at all. And it's never, it wouldn't hurt to have the kind of bat that Mark Vientos has in this Reds lineup and playing at Grand American Ballpark. And then looking at a couple of the pitchers, Bobby Miller from the Dodgers, good stuff. They said that they're really good pitches and he's got enough pitches to stick as a starter. The thing is, he's got weird mechanics, got kind of a herky jerky delivery. Maybe not the best thing to go after, but the talent is undeniable. Danny Espino from the Cleveland Guardians. I'll, I'll actually say that right. He's got amazing stuff with solid control. Might probably He's probably the most ambitious dude that I have on my list right now. Probably not a guy that the Guardians are looking to trade, but the Guardians are right there with the Twins in the AL Central. We talked about the National, the National League being a dogfight between the Mets and the Dodgers, the AL central is going to be a dog fight between the twins guardians and white Sox. Those you're talking about some three teams that you could look at some good prospects for go, go check out those three teams. Daniel Espino is the number one guy that I want them to look at there. Great right-handed pitching prospect that the reds could really do a lot with. And then one other guy, and this is um, this is an interesting one because it kind of feels like the Yankees are on top of the world right now and they don't need anything at all, but that's never true. And that's always something that a team like the Reds, the Reds are in a very, and I say this word a little cautiously because I know how this front office runs, but they're in a desirable position, this trade deadline. They're the girl that everybody wants to take to the prom. Luis Castillo, Tyler Malley, Brandon Drury. These are people that the other teams want. The teams who are close to the playoffs, the teams who can smell that World Series ring, they're looking at guys like this. This is when the Reds need to take advantage. And so look at the Yankees and look at lefty Ken Waldachuk. I'm here for all of the puns of how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a Waldachuk could chuck wood. So for that reason alone, I think he should be my number one guy on this list. But anyway, he's a lefty with three good pitches and a curveball that he's working on. Solid command. A dude that you could pair in the rotation with Nick Lodolo and have a couple of nice lefties in your rotation. Or, you know, maybe you move Wall to Chuck to the bullpen. I don't know. But it would be great to have two lefty starters. The Reds seemingly never have lefty starters. So you get a couple of guys like that. These are dudes, and you're going to say, You'll probably start looking up some top 100 prospect lists and things like that. And for those of you who know your prospect stuff or sitting here just saying, Jeff, it really looks like you just opened up some top lists and went down the top lists and just kind of picked some dudes that weren't all right next to each other. Yeah. You know why? Because that's what the Reds should be doing. That's exactly where the Reds should be aiming. They should be aiming as high as possible. They are the team that everybody wants to deal with right now. 
And whether or not they take Nick Crawl seriously is irrelevant. Nick Crawl needs to be looking at these guys, and Nick Crawl needs to be saying, I want Jason Dominguez, you know, Brian Cashman, or, you know, let's talk with the Padres and the Dodgers about, oh, let's look at Robert Hassel III, or let's look at um, Andy Pages or Bobby Miller, or uh, he's not necessarily that coveted, but Ryan Pepiote might be an interesting one as well. And I think I said that right, Ryan Pepio. But that's what the Reds need to be doing. Aim high, and you probably will hit high. And that is how the front office can repair its reputation and set this team up for what we all know is going to be a special 2024. The rest of this year is done. They're not competing for anything. They're probably done competing for 74 wins at this point. So. Make the right call. Don't hold on to guys to get really excited about 70 wins. Make sure that you're opportunistic. Go after these trades because the Reds can build something special for 2024. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, there are some results the Reds can look for in this Dodger series that aren't wins and why that's going to be good. Thanks for making. Locked on Reds, your first listen, though. Now check out the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft because the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders from Locked on NBA. The Odyssey sports experts, including a former general manager, the draft experts of Locked on NBA Big Board, and the wonderful host, K-90 Stevens. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway right now. So make the ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen. And as for me, and as for Steve, who will be back tomorrow, we're locked on Reds every single day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.